0: Hello, hello, and welcome to podcast. Hello,
1: podcast. Hmm. It's Alexi and Jen. I'm Alexi. Okay. All right.
0: There we go. I'm in.
1: Hey, I'm Jen Fricker.
0: And hello, I'm Alexi Toliopoulos.
1: And you're listening to Lived It, a new podcast where everyday people share their outrageous, shocking, and funny stories that feel like they're plucked straight from a Netflix plot. And you'll even hear from some famous friends, too.
0: Jen, you look so excited to kick off today's episode. What are we talking about?
1: Today, we're talking about a show that I know has been like hotly anticipated Mm -hmm. for a while. It's called Inventing Anna. It's based on the true story of a woman called Anna Delvey. She basically rolled around New York City, ripping off... Rich people, and it's incredible. Shonda Rhimes has taken the story, she's made it into a mini-series, and it's great. If you haven't watched it already, I inhaled it in about a day.
0: (laughs) I just kept seeing my phone lighting up with text messages of Jen going, have you watched it yet? Have you watched it yet? And just updating me, I had to turn you on, do not disturb.
1: Please, I deserve to be muted. If you haven't heard about it, take a listen to the trailer for Inventing Anna. She is everything that is wrong with America right now. I hear am famous. People are panting a public picture of me as some criminal. That's not my story. And what is your story?
2: I'm a cold, yes, I'm a cold piece. Anna came to New York, no rich parents, no connections. Sometimes you gotta fake it till you make it. Now we get to the good
1: part. Can I take you out? I'm a servant with Anna, Anna is a legend around here
0: you have to work hard to get what you want I've always known that I'm building something as a private club a step beyond the VIP room it's 40 million to finance we have two banks interested in loaning her the money holy
1: shit to building something special 40 million dollar loan how in the hell does that happen
0: maybe it's what's help if you stop thinking about me like everyone else Like, basic, you know? God, I think I'm going to have a heart attack with that trailer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's got everything fashion, famous people, Mm -hmm.
0: delusional
1: people. Oh, we
0: love the delusion.
1: Yeah, this one has been hotly anticipated since it was announced that Shonda Rhimes had mm. bought the rights and if you're not familiar with Shonda Rhimes she's a super producer behind some of the biggest TV shows of the last decade like Bridgerton How to Get Away with Murder Scandal, Scandal. So you know it's always going to be a high level mm-hmm. big production when Shonda Rhimes is involved
0: Yeah and I feel like this is a good marriage between uh, source material and producer creator because it's just kind just like so much excitement. I remember first hearing about this story when that article dropped a few mm. years ago on the cut and I just like have such a huge fascination with these kind of like hucksters and hustlers and liars and con artists and these people that really do so much to embody and live a complete lie and fantasy and when it catches up to them.
1: Yeah, I guess like what appeals to about these stories is that I think we all have moments in our life where we go, God, like I wish I could just – Run away, start over, be someone completely different. Mm-hmm. But then I think the difference is that we don't do that. No,
0: and <laughs> no, we continue no. just being normal. Exactly. Like I, 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 I get I, even just me trying to tell you that I'm afraid of lying. I was like, oh, mm. I, oh I can't even <laughs> do it. But like you know, when these people like have this expertise in lying mm. and they can sink into it and really live that world, it is one of those things that is just so engrossing and so cinematic and the way that it works in this show having this wonderful actor julia garner who we know from ozark she won a freaking emmy for ozark she's also the star of this movie that i love called the assistant i think she is one of the finest young actors like getting their start right now and i think she is going to be humongous in the next few years like she's already getting there but her performance in this show in particular as this as this kind of cypher like person living in this high society as an intruder, as a con artist living this lie and having to like masquerade at all times. It is a truly transformative performance. Like I I feel like she's achieved like that true next level of like being able to do something chameleonic as an actor and like embodying someone who embodies so many different things. Yeah, It is a show that is at all times exciting, thrilling in that kind of procedural, Week to week sense, but then having a performance of this like magnitude of this level, anchoring it all, it's just riveting stuff,
1: yeah. And what a role to play, you know, Anna Delvey. I just remember when this all came out, when Anna was first put on trial a few years ago. It was quite big on Twitter and Instagram. And they talk about it in the show. There's a whole Instagram dedicated to, like, what Anna was wearing in the courtroom Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. She had a stylist. And the... the the perfect
0: mess for virality to really, like, take off, right? Exactly.
1: Like, it was so of the moment, you know? And I guess because there is kind of the element of, like, an every person. Mm. Because... Anna could be any of us. I think people are fascinated with these kind of con artists, mm. these scam artists, because there's a certain level of detachment yeah. that you have to be, but then there is a kind of every every man aspect to it. Like in order to mm. – trick people you have to know people yeah and I just think that that's so interesting to watch and it's so interesting to question why people do that and especially with this Anna Delvey story I think at the time when it was coming out people were really captured by it because it kind of represented a lot of things about America Mm. and New York in particular that Americans just love money and they love believing that they're all going to become rich Mm -hmm. and, like, the fakeness of that.
0: Yeah, I think you're right because it taps into that that fantasist element where – you know, it's easier to imagine yourself getting to that upper crust if you're just like, if I can just lie and get my way in there on my charms, rather than like having to build an empire of starting from scratch, starting from humble beginnings to building the empire. But the fantasy is to just go, tomorrow my life changes and I'm there. Yes. And like these stories of these huxes that do that it is like that idea of that shortcut to the quote-unquote American dream, mm. right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting, Jessica Pressler, who wrote the source material, the cart article that the show's based on, also wrote the article that became the movie Hustlers. Oh,
0: one of my favourite movies in the last few years. Yeah,
1: absolutely incredible. And again, like another story about... Women Mm -hmm. just trying to trick people out of their money, rich people out of their money.
0: The future is girl bosses and fellas, you (laughs) got to watch out.
1: Robin Hood, more like Robina Hood. (laughs) (laughs) Robin, also
0: a female name. (laughs) Well, the scam and the lie and the boundless amounts of complete identity construction in inventing Anna feels exciting and absolutely unbelievable, but it is not the only scam that we're going to be discussing today. Jen, you've got a friend who'll be joining us who has quote unquote lived it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Quote
0: unquote trademark copyright lived it. He
1: is absolutely Netflix Presents lived it. (laughs) Absolutely. Benson, who you might be familiar with if you've attended music festivals in this country for the last 10 years, he's a DJ, he's a producer, he's a label boss, but also, you know what, bit of a scam genius?
0: <laughs> the next layer in his biography.
1: Yeah. He found a loophole and he exploited it. And you know what? Maybe it's not on the level of Anna Delvey. It's not millions of dollars, but sometimes the best scams are the ones that you can get away with.
0: And this is one of the cheekiest scams I have ever heard in my life.
1: Hey, Benson, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Benson, so you are a DJ. A lot of your work involves flying all across the world all the time, and I know that that can be like maybe not as glamorous as people think. Pretty expensive, I guess. Just tell <laughs> us about the scam. All right,
2: it was a, it was an accident. It just, I didn't deliberately go out to do this; it just sort of happened that way. It's probably about five or six years ago. I was like like you said, traveling a lot, so I'm constantly at airports. Usually, just had my routine cutting it absolutely fine like there's no margin for error i'd be rushing out the door extremely late forget a bunch of shit scrambling to the airport (laughs) and drive my car in 99 commodore olympic edition still struggling quite heavily at this stage zoom into a long-term car park the cheapest option i could get then i'd get the shuttle it was splendid the grass weekend and i was running late and i've pulled up to the long-term car park and there's just like there's so many car parks there, and I've never seen this before. But there was just a sign saying "full," whole whole thing's oh, full. Oh gosh! And I was like, "I'm fucked here. I think <laughs> I'm in. I think I'm in a bit of trouble here." This is a nightmare scenario. Like yeah. this is something that yeah. I would wake up from in the middle of the night, like screaming to myself. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, I was because I was just so unorganised. I just had yeah, like I said, no margin for error. I'm boarding in about ten minutes, so I've got no idea where I'm gonna park, but. I just start driving around sort of the industrial area, the sort of back of the airport. And I saw another car park there. Airport staff parking. Oh my God. And I was like, duh. I go, well, obviously won't be able to get in there. But I was desperate. So I did a slow <laughs> drive by along the fence line where all the cars are parked. Yep. And I was like, there's no, there's no passes or tickets on these cars. <laughs> I'm going to miss it if I don't try this. So yep. did a U turn, a you know, little bit of a burnout for good measure. Do a U turn, go back <laughs> through. And I just go up to the gate and I just like, I just pressed for the ticket and just spat it out. And I was like, and the boom gate just opened. So I was like, he's done it. He's absolutely <laughs> done it.
1: Crossing the finish line, arms in the air.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I was like, all right, now you're in. Okay, now now it's time to get busy. I knew I could park my car. I didn't know if there was a bus or anything that would take me to the airport. But I'm, I'm in this situation. So I'm, I drive down the back, park the car in. And there was like designated parking for like different airlines, mm-hmm. some car hire companies. So I was like, I was flying with so I'll park in a space. Mm, so you got to live the lie. You got to yeah. find the truth yeah. in the lie. But
1: at this point, you didn't think it was a lie, right? You just were like, "I'm going with it."
2: Yeah. Well, I just I was just immersing myself in the situation. I guess <laughs> I was like, "All right, cool. How am I going to get there?" And then I look, and there's like a little bus terminal in the middle of the car park, and I saw like a bus coming through the gate, and I'm like, "This this must be the bus driving us <laughs> to the uh, airport." I didn't even know if it was going to take me to the terminal. But so I like kind of run up. I was wearing an Adidas tracksuit as well. So it wasn't like super convincing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get to the little bus stop and there's like pilots, baggage, handlers, just anyone that works at the airport, anyone that look cool and dress cool, That looked important Was getting on here And I'm like "Geez, I'm so out of my depth here Oh my god Just pretended I was on the phone
1: (laughs) What were you saying on the phone? (laughs)
2: I was thinking I was just doing Some corporate chat I don't
1: know
0: Uh, File that folder Into this position please
1: (laughs) Synergy Synergy
2: (laughs) Just following up On our last email Um, I'm like Okay I'm on the bus We're gonna get there They Mm -hmm. drop us at the terminal No one said anything I kept my head down Went away to Splendour Five days it's a good weekend. I know, Jen, that you've been a few times mm-hmm. and it's 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 a big weekend. Yeah. So I got up there and I was telling everyone I'm in the staff car park. You know, I was <laughs> bragging about it. But I still didn't really know how I was going to get back to the car. Mm. I assumed that they would pick me up the same spot. I'm on the flight back with a couple of mates from the same flight. I'm like, you guys want to lift home? I'm in the staff car park. Yeah, come with. Like, I'm real confident. Wow. So I dragged them on I dragged them onto the bus with me and we're like, you know, still buzzing from the weekend. Mm-hmm, yeah. Vibes are high. <laughs> I had my backpack and we like... The, this time on the way back, the bus was completely chockers. Oh, wow. Uh. Completely chockers. So we're standing in the middle like holding on the railing, right? And I've got mud and shit all over my backpack because it's been splendor. <laughs> me and my mate just talking amongst each other just so no one like, you know, tries to call us out. Anyway, this pilot behind me goes, excuse me, mate. You know, this this is for staff, yeah? And I go, yeah, yeah. And he goes, you... You just got, you've just got some mud on my um, on my jacket. And he goes, and, and what do you do? And I was like, oh, I'm actually a photographer. For we were just uh, covering Splinter in the Grass. So that's. I've just been up all there on weekends. Sorry, oh, you've got the mud on there. Because I was at Splinter in the Grass shooting. Oh, he my. goes, really? My son was up there on the weekend, actually. And I go, mate, we might have even got a snap of him. I go, we're going to upload it on the website on like oh Wednesday, Thursday. So keep an eye out for your son. He goes, oh, that's so cool. And then we just started talking about you know the weekend and everything, and I just completely convinced myself that I was a photographer. For oh
1: Hell yeah!
2: We get off, and he goes, "Nice to meet you. And I'll Hopefully, see you around soon." I saw people like going to pay for their parking. I'm like, oh. I had the ticket on me. I'm like, I, I guess this <laughs> is what we do some people are paying some somewhere. So I put it in, and it was like five days. It was like it was like twelve dollars for five days wow. or something crazy. Oh my gosh! And and the, and the long term ones like fifty bucks a day. Yeah. Mm movie theater parking is more expensive than that yeah so I parked there for the next three years
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it, every time you were on the bus were you the same photographer like or it, or did you invent like a new character every time on the bus
2: that was like my backup but I never got called out mm. after that first time mm. and actually I started getting on there so regularly like I would see some of the pilots and we would do the little nod and the bus drivers and stuff so like hey you go on like Became friends with them over the course of like three years. Saved so much money from it as well. Oh my God. I didn't want to share it with anyone in case they ruined it for me. Mm -hmm. So I was very protective of this.
1: We appreciate your bravery as well for coming on today.
2: Thank you. And thanks for having me. This means a lot. (laughs) So then after three years, I went up to the gate one day and it was just like hit the buzzer and it's like, enter your staff code. I'm like, well, we had a good run. That was pretty oh. good. I'm going to cop that.
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: Three years of heaven.
1: That's so it good. was
2: unreal. Like, I felt, you know, Catch Me If You Can, the movie, I felt like that guy. Yeah. It was such a rush. It was such a rush.
1: Did you think you were going to get caught at any point?
2: Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I did. I was getting a bit more arrogant towards the end of it, like, wearing, like, shorts and, th- like, thongs and shit mm. and, like, not really... Didn't look like I worked there by the end of it. But, um, you know, met some great people. <laughs> Everyone was so friendly. It was great. But, I mean, can't last forever, really, can it? Mm.
0: Can I take you back to that moment where you were questioned for the first time, where someone asked, like, is this – you know that this is for stuff only. How did you feel when you – begun the actual lying like did you feel like there was an instinct that kicked in or was it like an electric tingle
2: moment it just it just happened and as soon as i said i'm a photographer i just i don't know why i i just thought maybe we could get away with looking like photographers (laughs) if i had i feel like if i had said pilot they'd be like who for within a second there's like they would have figured out that clearly wasn't a pilot. As I was saying it, I'm like, this is so convincing. There's no way this guy can call me <laughs> out about this. Yeah. There's no way. It's honestly the perfect lie
0: because no one else would ever know the pilots would never know who the photographers yeah. are. They would never. No. They were like, oh, of course, for the stupid magazine we've got on our plane, we are got a photographer yeah, yeah. covering this. I'm yeah. like in <laughs> awe of your lie.
1: Yeah, to come up with a photographer off the top is so good. Like
0: when you said it, my body started buzzing just going yeah. like, yeah, that's... that's... That's the perfect lie. It's one of the best things I've actually done, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever feel like there was a dagger dangling over your head at some point, like it
2: was too good to be true? Um... I mean, after the first year, I thought, surely not. Like, actually, after actually, mm. the first weekend, when I went back the second time, I got in again. And that's when I was like, all right, we are fully on here. Yeah, yeah. it just kept going. But like, every time you rock up, you didn't know if it was going to change. Mm. I'm like, surely they got to sort this out. Like, You can't just have people like me rocking up and parking there. <laughs> At an airport. It's meant to be quite a secure area. <laughs> And you've got a guy, you've got a guy <laughs> rolling in, and he's ninety nine Commodore Olympic Edition, mind you. Yeah, yeah. And just like, they, just parking wherever he wants, and just getting on the bus with all the pilots. Perhaps so. it was the patriotism of seeing your Olympic
0: Edition car coming through. Yeah, They're like, nah, this they were guy, like, this guy's a hero. It's the same as wearing, like, you know, a kind of a badge, you know, mm. a little pin that allows you through. <laughs> yeah. When you go back to the airport now, do you ever drive past and just reminisce?
2: Yeah, I, I actually do. I go. It's not too far from the other park, so like. You know, every now and then, take the scenic route if I've got a couple of minutes up my <laughs> sleeve and say good day to the old family, but yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Benson, this is a fantastic story. It's an inspirational story. It's a story that changed the way I look at airport parking and just rules in general.
2: Thank you, guys. It means a lot, really. It does. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs>
1: It's all fun and games, but let's uh, just—it's just a reminder not to try this at home.
0: Yeah, or any airport. Or
1: any airport. Or
0: any general car park. I
1: feel like the laws around it are pretty hectic, so don't do it. We don't encourage you to do it. Benson, thank you so much.
2: Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks so much, dude. You're the best. best. Bye. I'm in
0: awe of this guy right now.
1: Yeah, and if you enjoyed that, make sure you check out last week's episode where we talked about the woman in the house in the wind. Oh, fuck me, dead.
0: The woman in the house across Across the street street from the girl...
2: In the
1: window. In the window.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, you know, hopefully they make season two and they short the title a little bit for
1: us. (laughs) Yeah. If you haven't already, make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And
0: if you want to get in touch with us and let us know what your story is, if you want to share it with us, the best way to do so is leave us a review on Apple or Spotify and tell us what your story is there. Or you can message us over at Instagram and Twitter at the Netflix ANZ accounts.
1: This podcast was recorded on Gadigal land with executive producers Priya Tahazade and Abby Lenton. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.